Hi everyone, welcome to ATP Live. Uh, today, Monday, 8th of February, uh, 2021, and we are live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. So, you're all welcome. So, just give us a few minutes to share this to all our other channels, and then we can go out. And I'm waiting for my moderator to join me. Okay, I can see for me and Trekkies and Danny, all the people on Instagram, you're welcome. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Khadija, as well as my moderator for today, to join us as well. And then we can go and start. So you're welcome to ATP Live. ATP Live is a platform where you get to ask your questions uh, live and get your answers straight away. So if you have any questions, you are welcome to drop it on the Instagram uh, or on the uh, Facebook uh, page or, or group, and then we'll see how we can answer them as much as possible. All right, thank you. I'm still looking for Kadejats. Okay, oh, Kadejats is unable to join. Uh, I don't know why she's unable to join. Um, I don't know, maybe the, the device is using is not compatible. Uh, for me, are you able to join me? I can see you are here. All right. Um, or oh, Kadija, you want to try again? I'm not so sure you can hear me now. All right. Okay. We're waiting for Khadija to join, but I think she's having lots of uh, issues. Uh, Danny, you said you have a lot of questions to ask. I guess you can start asking your questions straight away, and then we can try and answer them as soon as we can, because we just have an hour. Okay, I'm just trying to set up the watch party for those on Facebook, and then we're good to go. Uh, okay, for me, for me, able to join me. I'm waiting for for me. Just help me to get a message across to Kadija. I don't know. Uh, she should try and join either with another device or something. Okay. Just a minute, I'm looking, I'm stretching up the video on the, on the watch party for the Facebook group. All right, you're welcome. Okay, good. I'll send that. Uh, yes. Okay. 
uh, if I can't get Khadija to go live with me, then I'll see what I can do on my own. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. We sometimes we have all this, uh, <laughs> all these uh, hiccups. So, but we'll try and do our best. Okay. Uh, and the moderators can assist me by moving questions on the watch part C um, to the to the to the to Instagram or to the page. One of them, I'm sure, we'll be able to answer them. Okay, good. I think I'm ready to set off. I can see a lot of comments already on the uh, on the Facebook. Thank you all for joining. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, the questions are still rolling in. So what I'll do is to go from Facebook to Instagram, and then I'll come back. All right. So let's just let's start. All right. Um, so okay, I guess. All right. So let me just go on. Um, if any moderator is ready to join me, just let me know, and then you can join me. <laughs> it's not easy with the Instagram looking through your questions. All right. Okay. So you're all welcome. Uh, Danny, you said your baby is on admission at the EPU. So if your child is on admission, really the best pediatrician to speak to is the pediatrician managing your baby right now because I don't think you'll be able to tell me everything I need to know in, in, in I mean, you're free to ask your question, but I just felt you may not be able to uh, tell me everything you need to tell me to answer your question, but the doctors definitely will know more about your baby on admission. And if they've seen your baby, they've examined your baby, so they definitely will know better than I do about your baby. So I would rather say, well, speak to your pediatrician and let them uh, raise your concerns that you have with them. I'm sure they'll be able to um, give you better answers. And I wish I would be all the best. Uh, thank you. Uh, Pierre Parfait said, my baby of 20 months is not talking. It babbles the laws and uses my hand as a tool when he wants something, it responds to his name. Okay, so a 20 month old is a, one, uh, a child was already like um, one and a half years and above. And at that age, we expect your baby to be talking, at least you have like two, three words. Uh, some babies even start to join words together by that age. So if your baby does not have any word at all, no clear word, then we need to uh, evaluate the baby. Usually, sometimes the speech therapist wants you to wait until the baby is about two years old and before they will evaluate the baby, but I guess it's not too late. Uh, so it's good that your baby is listening to his name, but we also like to have a formal hearing test done if a child cannot speak. So you may need to get a hearing test done and then maybe need to see a speech therapist and they can help us start with you know, giving you some tips on what you can do to stimulate the language development. But I would really say you may want to see uh, a speech therapist as regards that. Uh, thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Danny said, so my baby have a lab primary FTC. Okay. Is it failure to thrive? Jimmy, you your baby is not thriving. 
Okay. So your baby is already on admission, Danny. And uh, like I told you, if your baby is on admission, the pediatricians will be best to handle your baby. For example, you didn't tell me the age of your baby. You didn't tell me the weight of your baby. There's no, there's, what you can do is to take your baby to the hospital, which you have done already. And your baby is already on admission. So let the doctors take care of your baby for you. Okay. Khadija is here now. All right. Let's see whether we can get Khadija to join me. That will make my life so easy. <laughs> All right, so I think that is it. Okay, Vera, welcome, Vera. I can see Vera. Uh, Danny, yes, Danny, I've answered your question. Your baby is on admission, so I think it's better your baby is care of. Okay, uh, hi, Khadija, welcome. <laughs> Good evening. I was I was worried about you initially. Let me see whether I can pull my phone down a little bit. Okay. All right, let's just go on because of our time. I already have a lot of questions on my um on the on the Facebook. So I will take the Facebook questions while you are circling in. Um yeah, so Grace is asking, good evening, doctor. Please I have a question. Is it okay to do warm children without the doctor's prescription? Very lovely question. You can deworm your baby without a doctor's prescription. You don't need doctors to uh, ask you to deworm your baby. So there are drugs you can actually buy on the counter without the doctors prescribing them for you. We call them over-the-counter drugs. And one of the over-the-counter drugs is also deworming uh, medications apart from paracetamol, you can also uh, deworm your baby by yourself. And you don't need, if you just go to any of the pharmacy, tell them you want to deworm your baby, they're able to give you the right um, medication to use, okay? All right, Oliver, I think I jumped your question. Is it good for a woman to put to bed at six weeks? Uh, normally we want mothers to put to bed from 37 completed weeks. So 37 completed weeks is time. So any baby born before 37 completed weeks is called a preterm baby. But 36 weeks and 37 weeks are so close. So that 36 weeks is what, what we'll call a late preterm baby. And there's really no need to worry about a late preterm baby. The doctors will check the baby and they will, if they find anything, they will do the normal needful stuff. So we don't expect the 36 weeks baby to have much problems so uh it's not a matter of is it good or you know normally we want you to have your baby from 37 weeks but if you have your baby before 37 weeks for whatever reason we will have to take care of the baby but a 36 week is a what we call a late preterm baby and there's really no need to worry about that baby all right okay let's hope cardiacs will be able to join me properly this time around i don't know I guess her network is struggling. Okay, so let me move on. Um, uh, Grace is asking, okay, yes, I've answered Grace's question. Uh, how frequently can we deworm? You can deworm every six months. So usually we recommend you start deworming from the age of uh, one year, and then you can deworm every six months. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Abubakar Koya. That's somebody, uh, one of our eighty volunteers. I've forgotten your states now. Okay, I think said I cannot Cardinal. I'm not sure I remember now. You can remind me. Okay, good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody joining us. Cardinals, are you ready now? All right. Um, 
Let me just take one more question on Facebook. Uh, Angui is saying, good evening, doctor. For some week, my baby's body has been warm on and off, actually in the early hours of the morning and the evening. But when I take his temperature, it is normal. Am I supposed to be worried? No, you are not supposed to be worried. Uh, there's a reason why the thermometer is inverted. The thermometer is inverted because your hands and your palms are not reliable. And so the instrument is more reliable. So irrespective of what you feel, the, what we get from the breathing from the thermometer is more reliable. So it's better you um, rely on the thermometer. So if your baby is feeling warm, but your thermometer is giving you a temperature of 36.5 to 37.4, that is normal temperature. And there's really no need to worry. And if you think maybe your maybe the fault is with your thermometer, then you may want to get a um, you may want to cross check with another thermometer. Um, but most digital thermometers are quite reliable. So, uh, you but I don't think there's any reason to worry. Okay, I guess we've uh, no no this. So please, when you're asking your question, try and keep it short and straight to the point. Don't go into too much of details. Just name of the child, uh, if the weight is necessary. I mean, not the name of the child, the age of the child, if the weight is necessary, and then you go straight to your main points and that way we can get the um, get it sorted. So if you are asking a question that is blocking all our screen, that question is too long. If you have so many questions, don't ask all of them in one go, ask them one after the other, that way we can take them and all that. Okay, so can we go on? Uh, Khadijat, can you hear me? Okay, well, we can barely hear you. So do you want to take the questions on Instagram and so that I can answer them? I think I stopped with the, uh, with the 20 month old. Yeah. Yeah, Danny was still going on. Can you read any question you can see? I cannot see a question right now. I was seeing one before, but it is not appearing on my screen again. Can you touch your screen up and down and see? Okay, okay. So I can see Danny is going on about your baby is seven months old. It's not yet sitting, and the pediatrician is not forthcoming. Uh, that is a little bit uh, kind of. Um, I don't know why your pediatrician should not be forthcoming. If your child is on admission, your pediatrician, you need to ask and like, I really want to know what is going on with my baby. Your pediatrician should explain things to you and all that. So usually for a child who is on admission, I don't think it's good for us to be talking about that child. I think it's better you discuss with the pediatrician. It's your right to know what is wrong with your child. It's your right to know what your child is being treated for. So feel free to uh, have that conversation with your pediatrician. And somebody, pay perfect, you say your baby was not talking before, but now you see your baby saying mama and dada. So when you are giving, when you're asking questions, just be factual. We rely on objective information. That information, there's a difference between a child who is not saying anything at all and a child who can say mama and dada. That, that, that is a completely different child. So because... If your child is saying two words, I, I won't be worried in a 20 month old who's at least saying two words compared to a 20 month who is saying nothing at all. 
So there are two different things. To you, it may make it may not make much difference also a pediatrician that's a huge difference between the two so if your baby is already talking then maybe you just need to encourage your baby to talk more uh if you go to our facebook group uh we have a unique section on what i call do it yourself speech therapy how, or you can also read posts by our speech therapists on how you can stimulate language development in your child in your child so you may want to read that and you may want to use it uh to to uh to practice with your child i hope that helps okay i can use the question now um okay fine let me keep taking the questions so i can see okay so garrett is saying my my good evening doctor my baby is over seven kilos on ebf and it's just three months old hope that is okay you didn't tell us the birth weight of your baby but I will not be worried. Just keep breastfeeding your baby and don't need to worry about that. Okay. Okay, guys. I guess I've answered all the questions on Instagram. So maybe that's why you're not seeing all the questions now. Let's just go back to Facebook and then do a little bit of Facebook, then we'll come back to Instagram. Okay, just hold on. Let me just quickly clear the Facebook, then I will come back. Just take note of the questions. Yeah um okay Olori, why do you say how can i administer sync tablet to a one-year-old and two-weeks-old baby what's the dosage so sync tablet usually comes as either 10 milligram or 20 milligram you can use the 10 milligram for a one-year-old and it's just a tablet you can the best way to administer tablet to, to children is to kind of crush it crush it put it on a spoon or in a pap on a paper and crush it then you can now mix it with a little quantity of water or like syrup or maybe uh, any uh, you know like vitamin b complex or just ordinary water and give the child to drink so that is how to administer and we usually recommend that for babies who have diarrhea in addition to the ors you give them oral sink as well all right thank you thank you faith for joining us Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. Okay, Shine Merem Ugo say, I need your candid advice, professional advice. My daughter is two years old now, and since she was little, she sings her rhymes and songs repetitively nonstop, unless when she sleeps or playing with her toys or someone. She can't communicate with me or her father. She can't say mama or papa or daddy. She doesn't take instruction or command, except sometimes when Host. I'm not sure what that means. This affected our important training. Please, doctor, what can I do at this point? I'm confused and I'm scared. Uh, if there is, I'm not sure what is next after your comments. Okay, uh, for a child who is two years old, who is not talking, who is not communicating at all, that child has speech delay. A two-year-old should be talking. A two-year-old should be combining at least two words together. So your two-year-old should have at least not less than 50 words in their vocabulary. So you really need to see a speech therapist and or developmental pediatrician because you also mentioned some things about your baby being repetitive in terms of the song the baby is singing, not following instructions and all that. So I am concerned about your baby. I'm also a developmental pediatrician, so that's my field. Uh, so your baby needs to see one of us, but I usually we'll, you can see the speech therapist first, and then from the speech therapist, you can be uh, uh, supported to see the developmental pediatrician for a proper uh, developmental assessment. But there's some 
delay going home with your baby so that child needs to be sent all right um titi is timmy is asking what is recommended weight for a nine month old baby there's not like recommended weights I, I think what you want to ask is what is the average expected weight of a of a nine month old so uh, uh Kadiga, there's a lot of background noise on your hand can you try and see how to reduce it uh, uh, we can hear so much background um okay. yeah timmy is no you don't need okay you can put up the laptop or, or put this on silent okay so timmy is saying what is the recommended weight okay i mean what is the expected weight so an average an average nine month old should weigh nine kilos an average nine months old should weigh nine kilos remember the word i use is an average because some babies can weigh a little bit less and it's still within normal some people can weigh a little bit higher so usually we say if I said nine kilos, so anything between 80% of 120% is a range because just like your height, we are all not always on the same height. So there's no one fit height for everybody. There's no one fit weight for everybody. So there's a range of weights. We we normally use the word centiles. Um, so there's a normal uh, within normal spectrum that is still within normal. But if you want me to say like 50% of children who are nine kilos, uh, nine months old will be weighing nine kilos. That's the way we, we call it at the 50th center. So that's the way we normally use those terminologies. So uh, that is uh, fine. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, thanks, doctor, for the answer. Anwe, you're welcome, Anwe. Uh, okay. Timmy is asking because your baby is 6.8 kilos at nine months. Um, you didn't tell us the background. So what was your best, what's the best weight of your baby? Was your baby a preterm baby? So there are other questions that we as pediatricians, we always look at before we answer this person. So for example, if your baby was born preterm and weighing maybe less than two kilos or something, definitely I'm not going to expect that baby to, to also be nine kilos at nine months, like a baby who was born at 3.5 kilos, for example. So there are a lot of varieties, but even then 6.8, uh, if I say seven over nine times hundred, it's it, it's still not far from uh, normal range. Uh, so I will not worry so much. But then I will I mean I want to start flagging it because if you start dropping below that age, uh, between that below that weight, then we're going to get into trouble. So your baby seems to be on what we call the lower lower centers, lower limits of normal. But if you have more information about whether your baby was born preterm, what was the past ways and all that, we may now decide whether it's still normal or not, or should we start to get... For example, if your baby was born like 3 kilos or 3.5, and now it's still weighing less than 7 kilos at 9 months, I would be very worried about your baby, because your, that is the way the baby should be doubling at 6 months. So, so there are a lot of factors involved. So if you provide more information, then I can be able to uh, give you more specific answer okay shineme you've had you've have answered your question yeah i'm worried about your baby your baby need definitely need to see a pediatrician preferably a developmental pediatrician 
somebody said my baby's weight is six kilos at two months so you didn't tell us the best weight but i'm not really worried anyway some babies gain weight a little bit fast at the beginning but just make sure you are not overfeeding exclusive breastfeeding that's what we recommend okay rachel is saying my baby is born it's like today is the day for weights and weights measurements okay so for those of you who don't know we have a website i have we have our www.axpgenerations.com website and one of the articles on that website is i what is my baby's weight what is my baby's ideal weight and i took my time to kind of um tell you how you can figure out your baby's weight so you don't need to worry disturbing the pediatrician every time or worry yourself about whether your baby's weight is okay or not you can do it yourself so i i giving you there are many ways you can do it and the easiest ways to do it is that there are many hubs that you can download that you can put your baby's weight in and it will tell you whether that weight is normal or not it will tell you whether it's within normal so there are lots of many baby's weight check apps for those of you that have mobile uh, smartphones, so you can always use that to, to figure out your baby's weight. The second option is that most of your immunization card, it comes with a, a chart. There's a weight chart where the nurses normally plot in. Ideally, we should plot in. Sometimes we just write, but ideally, we should also plot it on the graph. So the nurses, when you, when you weigh your baby, they should plot it on the graph, and then you, can, you will see some lines so there are about some, some may have like about three lines, some may have up to four, some may have up to five. But each of those lines will have the last slide and the lower line. So as long as your baby's weight is in between the last line and the lowest line, that is fine. But if your baby's weight is dropping be below the lowest line, that means that baby's weight is, is very low, and that is danger. Or if your baby's weight is going too much above the last line, that but we want your baby to actually to be on that 50 line so anything in between the two extremes are fine so then you also have some what we call rules of the term so usually we expect your babies to to double their weight at six months and we expect them to uh triple their weight at one year and we expect them to quadruple their weight at two years so if you remember that double at six months triple at one year Credible at two years, so you can figure it out as well. So, um, Rachel is saying my baby was 3.1 on October, uh, when baby was born, and now baby is uh, 6.0. So, Rachel, it's better to just tell us what is the age of your baby at that point instead of letting me start working out the age myself. So, October to January, November, December, January. So, that's about three months old baby. And your baby's already up. Oh, your baby's almost doubling his weight. That's that which is fine. There's really no need to uh worry about your baby. Okay, so many ways about baby. I think I've answered that question already as well. Um just make sure for those of you that your baby seems to be the weight seems to be high, even though they are young. Just make sure you are not overfeeding. Try and make sure you give them uh exclusive breastfeeding. All right, Princess said, I've always been looking forward to your live videos. Thank you, Princess. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right, I think I'm going to go back to Instagram. Okay, let me just answer one more question. Okay, Princess say, uh, my 12 months old gags and for me are the taste of milk in anything. It stopped his formula completely about eight months. I'm worried about calcium deficiency. How do I help, how do I help with this issue? So, all babies below the age of five needs to be on milk all children below the age of five should be taking milk so your baby should still be taking breast milk 
Uh, I don't know what I will be sucking. You didn't mention that, but maybe should be on breast milk. If your baby is taking breast milk, even though it's not taking formula, that is fine. The most important thing is that baby is getting milk. But if your baby is not on breast milk, then your baby must take milk in another way. And there are ways to do that. Uh, you don't have your baby does not have to take the milk with the food. Baby can drink the milk alone. So if you are doing complementary feeding and your baby does not like to take the milk with the cereals, you don't have to add the milk to the cereal. You can actually just give the baby the milk alone. And baby can also take the milk as smoothies, you know, uh, smoothies, uh, uh, you know, maybe like you make some fruits and hard milk to here. You can cook some of your food. You can cook food with milk, food like, you know, like when people make pancake and all those things, you know, there's milk inside it. So there are many ways by which you can give milk without necessarily adding it to the food, like the way you normally had it on top of cereal, the way you had it on top of um, uh, other food. Just, just make sure you uh, mix the milk properly and give it to the baby, or you can um, you can give the baby as a drink to drink on its own, or you can make it part of the cooking. When you are cooking any particular food for the baby, you can make sure that you had uh, milk to the baby. So, okay. Uh, um, Khadija, is your is your other device on? I think you should put it off. It's always it's echoing me back, and it's not giving a good effect. Okay, I'm hearing a lot of background noise from your hand. I don't know why it's echoing a lot. Okay, so let's go back to Instagram now. So you can go ahead and ask the questions on Instagram. Okay, um, Fifth Thoughts, it's saying, please, what can I use my child of four years who isn't eating very well? Thank you. A child of four years who is not eating very well. So there's nothing you're going to, there's nothing you're going to use. You're going to encourage the child to eat. So there's no, um, there is no particular drop. I'm echoing. I think there's something wrong. I'm echoing back to you. Um... Maybe I should change my location then. Um, or maybe you can use a here phone or something, but I'm echoing back and it's not good. It's not giving a good sound effect. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so let me just try and answer the question because it's a very common question. So we have children which whom we call picky eaters. I'm trying to adjust my phone down. We have children whom we call picky eaters. So picky eaters are children that don't like to eat food. So it's something common. And and many parents always think that maybe there's a particular uh, drug that the pediatrician is going to prescribe, and then your baby can begin to eat. The truth of the matter is there's no drug that we're going to prescribe to make your baby eat. Your baby is going to eat by eating food. But there are ways, there are strategies that you can use as a parent. I think it's better now. The 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 the, the sound is better. There are there are there are strategies you can use to encourage your child to eat. So we've discussed some of these strategies. Number one is to make sure that you eat as a family, eat at the table. Don't make the child to see the eating time as a punishment for him, and don't force them to eat. Don't overfill them as well. So if you offer the child food, let the child take whatever they want to take, and then you take away the rest. You don't have to say you oh, you must finish this particular quantity and all that. You don't have to force the child to eat and then of course um 
there will be some things the child likes. It's okay to see offer the child more of what the child likes and then gradually introduce new food to the child. So these are some of the strategies you can use. And you can feed the child, some children, some of them like to just graze. In other words, they don't eat a lot of food at the time, but they can eat as often during the day. So you can let them eat uh, more frequently throughout the day. Uh, so instead of saying you can see three times a day, you can let them eat four or five times a day since they are only going to take a little bit of quantity at a time and you and try and give them choices so it's either this or this so that they can make one or two or three choices after which they can take and if that does not he just take the food and keep it away don't start making it uh, a false like you must finish it then it becomes a battle feel then the child is not going to eat at all because you're not going to win that battle because they can hold it longer than you have the patience to do it but just trust me that children don't starve children don't starve, <laughs> children will, normal healthy children don't starve, so when they are hungry, they will eat. And okay, also try and offer them healthy food choices. So what most parents normally do is that when your child is not eating the healthy food, then you want to give them, you start feeding them with junk. So they're taking a lot of juicy drinks, sugary stuff, a lot of uh, biscuits and all that. When children are eating those stuff, they're not going to eat the normal food. So make sure that you don't give them unhealthy food choices. Make sure you don't give them too much of all those snacks and all that. If you want to give them snack, give them fruit, give them veggies. Don't give them uh, biscuits and juice and all that. If you give them too much of chunks, then they are not going to have. Um, they are not going to be able to. They won't be interested in eating healthy food. So if if they if they don't eat the healthy food, don't take it away, but don't offer alternative that will fill their tummy up. So, so that they will, when they are hungry, then they will hope they will eat the real healthy food. So it's a, it's a just accept that some children are going to be fussy and there's something you can do about it. But the most important thing for us as pediatrician is to make sure that these children have healthy weights, uh, they are gaining weight steadily and they are at least eating enough for their weight. Another thing is that some parents also have wrong information about what's the quantity a child should eat. So they want them to eat a lot. And sometimes the child doesn't need to eat so much for, for them to, to be okay. So you, the most important thing is the most objective thing is the weight of the child. Is the child gaining weight? That is what we need to, to know. So uh, as long as the child is gaining weight steadily, that is fine. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Your volume is very low. We can barely hear you, Kadijat, but I can hear you all the same. Okay, I think that my, I just want to adjust my camera. All right, so um, a 11 months old who is, is your baby sitting? That's number one thing I want to know. Is your baby sitting normally? If the baby is sitting, because some babies don't crawl. Um, and at 11 months, there's no need to worry about walking. Walking actually is from one year. But we want to know whether your baby is able to sit. I mean, is sitting without support. Those are the kind of information that I need to know. So if your baby is sitting without support, and um, we, we may, we, is your baby able to move with their bum or something like that? We need to know this information because some babies don't crawl. That is the truth. Some babies never crawl. But if your baby is sitting, I will not worry. Then is your baby trying to move around by holding the tables, what we call cruising? That is what we expect for that age. So your baby is doing all those ones, then there's really no need to worry. 
But if you are worried, you may want to see a pediatrician. If you have other signs that that of concerns about your child's development, then you want to see a pediatrician so that we are sure that your baby, there's nothing we need to be looking for. It's, it's, it's for that kind of baby, we need to know about the other developments. Are the other ones okay? And it's only the crawling that is not yet there because that may just be a baby who is not going to crawl. And then the next thing, baby will start to stand and baby will start to walk. And walking surely from one year, so maybe it's 11 months. So I'm not really particularly worried about the walking. And I'm not particularly worried about the crawling because some babies don't crawl. But I'm worried your baby is not yet sitting by him or herself. Then that is a problem. Then you must see a developmental pediatrician. Okay, can we move on? No, don't use it. So uh, we need to increase your volume, uh, Khadijas. <coughs> okay, so uh, I can hear you, but I'm sure that people may struggle to hear you. Is it my? Uh, let me check my own volume. Okay, I think my volume is okay. Excuse me. <coughs> okay, so um, we don't encourage you to use the dry it or wet it on the cord not at all um i know it's a very common practice especially in the western parts of nigeria uh but it's dangerous practice because it has been a cause of bonds to the baby and it, it doesn't serve any useful purpose there are two main methods we recommend for you when it comes to cord care in your babies the number one is chloroxidine gel most of you that give birth to our antenatal um in the hospitals these days they give you that uh, the chloroxidine gel it's a gel it's the antibacterial gel the advantage of the gel is that you apply it just once a day and you just apply it onto the cord itself as as uh, yield and everything is fine so you apply the chloroxidine gel if you don't have the chloroxidine gel it's available it's over the counter you can buy it by yourself if you don't have the chloroxidine gel you can use methylated spirits the difference with the methylated spirits is that you have to apply the methylated spirits several times a day you have to clean the cord not once or twice you have to clean the cord every two to four hours so usually what i recommend for parents is that each time you change the diaper you must clean that cord because some of you you clean the cord in the morning and that is it in the night no you're supposed to clean that cord and you must keep the cord dry the cord must always be dry so don't cover the cord with the uh what's it called the uh diaper when you fold the diaper let it be below the cord let the cord be exposed to hair let it always be dry that is what is uh, recommended for cord care but using hot water using lantern dry it all those things please don't do it so as to avoid your child having uh bones so i think we should avoid that all right all right so i can't hear you at all now <laughs> okay let me go to facebook i'll come back while you try and sort out the volume um yeah all right okay let me go here um Konga Wami. i hope i got your name right forgive me if i did if i messed it up uh saving doctor my baby of three months would hardly sleeps in the night since from birth even during the day it is recently that she started 
she can sleep for eight hours in between fees during the day uh but in the night she can still wake up so what can i do is really affecting me okay so there's nothing to worry about that is a perfectly normal thing uh baby's uh, sleep pattern is different from the adult's pattern usually babies tend to in the initial phase when they are born babies tend to to sleep more in the day and they could be awake at night so that is perfectly normal there's nothing wrong with that and with time the baby's sleep pattern we adjust back to the family sleeping pattern so initially what i normally tell parents is that uh, for mothers is that when your baby is sleeping you sleep that's the only advice so and that is why maternity leave is important that is why we advocate that mother should be on maternity leave your six months maternity leave so that you you don't have to worry too much so when your baby is asleep you sleep even during the day so that when your baby is awake you are also awake as well your baby should not really be sleeping eight hours between feeds that actually sounds too long for me i think your baby's sleep is a little bit kind of weird Usually, we expect them to sleep between three to four hours in between feeds, and then they feed again. They can sleep another three to four hours, and then they can be awake, and then they will sleep again. So it's just that during the night time, they may also be awake as well. So, but the most important thing is that throughout the whole twenty-four hours, your baby should be sleeping at least nothing less than twelve to sixteen hours for a three-month-old. So that is how you expect it to be, and so just adjust yourself. And then gradually your baby too will begin to adjust as well so that's what uh is recommended in terms of uh baby sleep but it's not something to really worry about it's not as if your baby is not sleeping at all the another thing that can keep baby awake is hunger eat um eat or cold both ways mosquitoes and all that so make sure that at night it's also a comfortable baby is not wet the baby is not uh, cold the baby is not hot and the baby is feeding well so if you are if you are making sure that all those ones are done then there should be no reason why the baby should not sleep but baby may sleep more uh, during the day than at night then later on is going to change again so i hope that is helpful okay the weights people i think i've answered all the weights questions uh, i think i've answered all the weights questions so uh and i've told you what to do on how to do it yourself i think that's the best thing if you know how to do it yourself every time your baby is weighed you don't have to worry you can figure it out by yourself so if you have not read that article i'll recommend it or you just just download an app that can give you your baby's weights. There are many of them. Even different countries have different apps as well. So you can just uh, download the app and use it uh, appropriately as well. I hope that helps. Okay. Um, next question. I'm sorry. I think my my stand is shaking. <laughs> All right. Um, my body, baby is full of rashes. What can I use? That's a very, very difficult question to answer because there are different types of rashes and rashes, different types of rashes have different uh, treatments. So that's the mistake most mothers do or all the experienced mothers. You tell your baby has rash, they already have something to tell you to go and use straight away. That is not that is not medical practice because there are rashes that are called, there are some rashes that are actually normal for newborn babies. And there are rashes that I do, like for example, each rashes where you don't really need to do anything, 
uh, as most use those some of the eat rashes powder. There are rashes that are due to allergic reaction. Maybe it's the product you are using on your baby's skin. Maybe the baby is reacting to the cream of the powder. And all you need to do is to, to stop using that product. And that's the end of the rashes. There are rashes that are due to um, infection. And when we come to infection, it could be bacterial infection. It could be fungal infection. It could be so many types of infections. So when mothers sometimes post pictures of rashes or just even be as rashes and they expect that you should just tell them what to use, it shows that we don't have understanding of the fact that there's no one single rash and no, no rash, even when rashes look the same, their cause may be different. So for example, the kind of rashes we see in measles, which is caused by measles virus, you can see exact same rash in a child who is reacting to antibiotics, for example. And the treatment is different. So for example, if a child is reacting to drug, you stop the drug. If a child has measles rash, you, there's really nothing you're going to do. You're just going to cool off the skin and reduce the itching and all that. So, but if the, if the rash is due to a bacterial infection where you see pores and all that, then you're going to give antibiotics. So rashes are different. The causes are different. The treatments are different. The spoiler alert is that when you use the wrong treatments, the wrong treatment can also cause rashes. So that's why some mothers will say, oh, I, they told me I started using this powder, or I started using this product, and the rashes tend to get worse because they are, they, 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 you are using the wrong treatments. So it's better not to mess up your baby's skin. If your baby has rashes, if you are not sure the cause of the rashes, let a doctor see it. You can't diagnose the rash without seeing it. You have to see it. And then when you see it, they say, oh, this is this. There are some rashes that when we see, immediately we see, we know the diagnosis. There are some we're not even sure we do try okay let's try this first and then you cannot know the appropriate uh treatment so i hope for all those who have rashes questions that is the generic answer to that and i hope it is clear for you all right thank you princess uh rachel is saying maybe i'll be taking breast milk and when I breastfeed him on the left side, it's not taking it. This I don't. I get this question all the time, and I'm still not sure what is the issue. But what I found out that there's no reason why your baby cannot take breast from both sides of your breast. And for those mothers who always do one breast, one breast uh, uh, only breastfeeding, you need to stop it. It's not the right thing. You should alternate your breast when you're breastfeeding. And I found out that what normally causes that mother, sometimes we are all comfortable with one side of our hands. So sometimes some mothers are comfortable breastfeeding on the right side. It is about you, not about the baby. But some mothers are more comfortable. So they tend, you tend to default to your comfort zone, but you need to consciously make effort to also turn the baby to the other side. And when you're doing the other side, make sure your baby is properly attached to the breast. It is very important. Attachment of the baby to the breast it's very important. The breast baby should not suck on, uh, suck on the nipples. They should suck on the black part be, beyond the nipple, what we call the areola. That is where the milk banks are. So if your baby doesn't attach properly, then no milk is flowing, and then the baby gets frustrated. The baby doesn't want to suck, but then nothing is coming out. That is common sense. Then, So you have to check first. Is my attachment proper? Is all that... Another way you can know what is going on is that express that breast milk on that side. Express it and give the baby and see whether the baby doesn't take it or not. So if you express it and baby is taking it, that has answered your question that there's really nothing wrong with that breast. There's nothing wrong with the breast milk. So maybe it is your 
attachments that you really need to work on or something. But there is absolutely no reason why a baby should suck only one breast or suck only one side. I found that it usually is the mother's own default comfort zone that make us do all that. All right, I hope that's helpful. Nine months old baby crawl with the stomach. I don't know what you mean by crawl with the stomach, whether it's good. Usually when babies want to crawl, they start with the tummy, but then the proper crawling is really on what we call the bear crawling. They, they go on the fall. So, so you need to be sure your nine-month-old baby should be crawling properly and you should be able to go on all fours. But like I said, if you are worried, you need to see uh, a pediatrician. Nanji is saying, good evening, dog. Please, can I give my son calcium, liver hall? Uh, how old is your son? You did answer. Okay, your baby is one year and three months old. And at what age am I to do one, my son? Okay, so number one, most of these drugs, uh, can I tell you guys the secret? We don't really like you giving your children drugs. That is the honest truth. You don't need to give children drugs because... <laughs> Um, drugs are prepackaged stuff, and most of the time, when they say you are giving your baby calcium, when these pharmacists want to produce those products for them to keep it stable, for them to keep it lasting long, and all that, they had other things to it. They call them experience, they had other things to it, so it's not like it's only the calcium that is there, but you, they, you will not read all those other stuff, and those other stuff also has their own issues of course most of the time they would have tried to reduce them to the bare minimum that is necessary and all that but bottom line is that there are other things you're giving your baby when you're giving drugs beyond what you think you're giving so it's better you give your child these things from their natural products give it from food is better than to give it from tablets or syrups and all that that is the honest truth so your baby need calcium let him take milk Milk is a good source of calcium. There, you know, uh, fish. Those are the those are the places where your child can get these things. It's better that way. And fruits and veggies, they will give your child vitamins. It's better that way than to be giving them tablets and syrups and all those other things. That's the honest truth. We only recommend those ones when, like, your child is really deficient, and we really want you to give them quickly so that we can get them up to speed. But as much as possible, avoid drugs if you can avoid it. Just give your child natural food, fruits, veggies, better. In terms of the warming, we recommend. So, so let me answer this question because some other people we are. This is a group that we, we watch all over the world. So, in some countries, they don't deworm their children because deworming is necessary in places where there's a lot of. Uh, worm infestation. Nigeria is one of them. So in countries where there's a lot of children who have worms, it is recommended that you deworm your children routinely. So you we, we deworm them whether they show signs or not, because we know that it's a matter of time they will have worms. And usually it is recommended from the age of one year, and you do it every six months. So deworm from one year and every six months. And the deworming, there are many uh, products you can use. You have the, but usually what I normally recommend is abendazole. Abendazole, it comes, um, for children below two years, you give them 200 milligram, which can be a tablet or it can be, it can come in syrup. So it's, you, it's very important that you read because they come in different packages. So some, the commonest one come as 400 milligram of the abendazole in 20 mils of the 
the suspension. So for a child less than one year, you give them 10 mils. For children two years and above, you give them 20 mils. It's the same dose, even for adults. As long as you are two years and above, even the adulthood is just 400 milligrams at once for the warming. But for children below one year, you give them 200 milligrams or 10 mils. But there are some people, their home product comes as maybe 400 milligrams in 10 mils. So you really need to look, you need to read, or better ask the pharmacist when they're giving you so that you know the right one uh, to give. I hope that helps. Oh my goodness, time flies when you are here. <laughs> uh, okay, the last question of Facebook. Uh, good day, doll, please. Anytime I lie down to breastfeed my baby, the breath comes from his nose. Then you are not breast, you are not comfortable breastfeeding properly. So breastfeeding on the side uh, is a position for breastfeeding, but it's a it's a technical position. You really need to know how to do it. So if you don't know how to do it, I always tell mother sit up and breastfeed. It's safer. But if you know how to do it, you can do it. So you can learn it, but there's a way to position your baby. <laughs> you have to position the baby in a way so that the breast milk flows down from the mouth to the tummy. But if you are not doing it properly, it's going back the wrong way. You didn't tell us the age of your baby. It's a little bit more, more challenging with a very small baby. The older babies know how to position themselves. So if you are not very comfortable, you are not sure to do it, you can either watch a video on, we have a lot of breastfeeding videos on our Facebook group on how to position your baby for uh, beds, uh, laying on the side uh, breastfeeding. But if you are not sure, please sit up and breastfeed your baby so that we don't get to have... Um, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the baby aspirating breast milk. Okay. Uh, Khadija, do we have questions on, on our yes, Instagram? Oh my God, what happened to your volume? Okay, that's gone. <laughs> yes, gone. Uh, this kind of um, question, for those who didn't hear, so this is a 12-month-old baby with a dry diaper. Now, the diaper themselves are very, these days, because the people making them are trying to make them super absorbent diapers and all that. So you really need to be sure first. But the best option is take off the diaper, breastfeed your baby. Most babies will, 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 will pass urine within 30 minutes of breastfeeding them. So if you are worried whether is your baby making urine or not, which is the, the question we're trying to answer here, what you need to do is to uh, take off the diaper and breastfeed that baby and keep the diaper off and keep watching. Sorry, you're going to watch for another 30 minutes and then see whether the baby makes urine or not. So if your baby makes urine within 30 minutes, then there's really no need to worry. But if your baby is not making urine, that's an emergency because you really have to take the baby to her because you say, I can see that you say your baby woke up this morning, that was dry and this noon, she didn't pee much. Okay, that pee much is really, um, because you, 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 so your baby has passed urine, that is reassuring, but whether it is the appropriate quantity or not. So the amount of urine baby pass depends on the amount of breast milk baby is taken. It also depends on the weather. So for example, when the weather is very 
cold um baby are not sweating so they pass a lot of urine so the diaper gets wet a lot but when the weather is hot and the baby is also sweating so they tend to conserve the urine as well so there's little passed out so you need to watch you need to watch that but the most important thing is that are you also giving enough breast milk so the amount of breast milk you're giving also matters so if you're not giving enough breast milk then there'll be little to pass out so those are things you need to do so first make sure you yourself your breast really is uh, well you may need to monitor the urine you can actually collect it and measure it there's a way we calculate it but if you think you are really very sure that the amount of urine maybe is passing is really small then you really need to get the baby um uh, to see a pediatrician as soon as possible yes let's move on So uh, Nikki B about Ella. So I, when I was answering the question about skin rashes, I've kind of answered that question. The truth of the matter is, Yoruba people use the word Ella to refer to rashes. Even most rashes, almost the same thing to them, and so it's it's all Ella. But there are no um, rashes are different. There are different rashes, and even though it may look the same to you as a mom or as a uh, a lay person, but to the professionals they are different so the most important thing first is to know what kind of rashes the baby happy and what is the cause and how do we treat it and I've, I've already mentioned rashes could be due to reaction allergies rashes could be due to infection like uh, bacteria infection uh, fungal infection there are many things that will cause rashes so it depends so it's difficult to answer your question without seeing the rashes and then we can now uh, tell you the cause and how to treat it but most rashes are treatable depending on the cause yeah okay so the next question okay you mean your baby does not have hair in the front or so your baby because that question is a little bit uh i'm not so sure what you mean by bald was that your baby did your baby never have air from the beginning or the egg come off there are two different things so for example some babies don't have much hair so maybe it's actually born without hair and that's just them that after time their hair will grow so there's no need to worry but if you maybe have hair before and the hair is now coming half then we need to know is there a rash or something on the um on the scalp like some children have what we call a cradle cap or you know separate dermatitis that can cause a lot of like dandruff in the hair and then it will cause their hair to come out or even some like fungal infection and all that then if there are we need to treat it and some people actually lose their hair naturally that's part of the natural hair cycle and then the hair will grow again so it depends on why your baby is bored so you didn't really give us the background so it's difficult to answer this question but like i said we need to know which one is is the reason in your home baby and then we can help you all right i guess we are done with question here yeah, yeah go on Uh, 
so cancer can be especially viral infection and there's really nothing to do uh, most viral infections are going to go on their own um so you just give the child keep breastfeeding yeah, and make sure the baby is warm that's all you need to do um if your baby has fever or your baby is not breathing well or your baby is breathing very fast then that baby needs to see a pediatrician because that may be due to some or your baby is having difficulty with breathing then that may be due to some other signs so um uh so like uh pneumonia and all that we need to see that baby but it's just cancer no fever baby is breathing well baby is not having difficulty with breathing just leave the baby it will blow over and there's really nothing it's a viral infection to run is usually about two weeks and then that will be it yeah your volume is so low i think you need to increase your volume but i can hear you i can hear you really hear you okay are we done with the questions okay Yeah, so I guess that maybe that's why the urine is reduced. That if your baby is if your baby is sucking well, sweating a lot, and maybe that's why the urine is reduced. So I won't really worry so much, but you need to keep an eye on it. And if you worry, it's better to be on the side of caution. Like for like I've told you, I will really check the urine and see whether I can collect and see how much quantities the baby has made in maybe certain amount of time. When you tell your pediatrician that it's more informative. And then it, it will help us to know whether that quantity is adequate or not. So, so I don't think you need to worry from what you told me anyway. All right. Let me just quickly answer the questions on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, but she has not told us the question. Is the baby bad from birth? That's the question. yeah so uh, it, the most important thing to know is whether that's the way your baby was born or it is your baby has hair before and the hair drop off that's it that's the most important thing to know to answer that question all right so let me just quickly answer this question i'm, I'm not so sure why i stopped on facebook okay i think i've seen it now uh yeah okay i've seen it okay okay somebody said my one year old cannot stand without support. Can I give calcium? So the most important thing to know is why your baby not standing, but your baby crawling because some babies don't walk on time. They mean, so usually I won't worry about a baby who is not walking on the age of 18 months. So it may just be a baby who is slow. It may not, it has to do with the bone. It has to do with the calcium. It has to do with the brain. Your de development of a, child, of a child has to do with the brain. So if you don't give me those other information, I won't be able to answer that question. But it's, I don't think it's a calcium problem, which is not working or standing. Uh, God's purpose. Oh, okay, your baby is eight months old. Your, your eight months old should be able to stop properly um, uh, sitting up. I mean, uh, breastfeeding on the on the side. So maybe it's your technique. If you're not getting the technique right, then just sit up and breastfeed the baby. That's better. Okay, I think we've gotten your question. And... Um, so in is asking, uh, after nine months immunization, is there any left? Yes, there's still immunization at 15 months. So yes, your immunization card should have those information. 
So if your immunization card don't have it, then you need to get a new one because in Nigeria, now immunization ends at 15 months and not at um, nine months again. So we have the measles too is given at 15 months and there's also vitamin A. Some give it at nine months, 15 months, but some give it at six months and every six months, or maybe it's five years. It's not immunization strictly, but we usually give it during the immunization period. So I always try to talk about it as well. So immunization does not end at nine months. So I hope that helps. Okay, Rachel is saying, maybe it's not going to toilet when I breastfeed him sometime. And my hands say I should be giving milk powder. I, 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 this person is not clear. Are you saying your baby is having constipation? Is your child not going to toilet at all? Are they still hard? How old is this baby? So if you're asking your question, you have to always start with your baby again because I won't remember. I know you've asked the question before, but you need to ask, remind me again because so many other questions have come in between and I can't remember. And the question is not really clear to me. What do you mean your baby doesn't go to toilet? Your baby constipated? you know, or what? It is too hard and how often does your baby go to the toilet? Is the baby going to the toilet once a day or how often? So those are the information we need to be able to answer your question. Okay, so your baby is three months old. Yeah, baby some three months, baby who are three months old, who are on exclusive breastfeeding, they don't have to go to the toilet every day. In fact, they may not pass tools for up to two weeks. So you don't need to give milk powder because of that. Just keep breastfeeding your baby exclusively. And you will notice that when eventually they pass this tool, the stool will still be normal stools, no soft and not hard. That is perfectly normal. So don't give anything. Please be very wary of people who come to you and tell you to give this, give that for every little thing in your baby. It's a very wrong practice. And I, and I don't know why people like to do that. And I, I don't have any problem with people doing that anyway, but I have issues with you taking the advice. So please don't just take advice when it comes to your children from just anybody. The health of your children are so important. So it's important to get advice only from professionals. Not everybody can advise you about health of children. Not everybody, even though they've had 10, 20 children, doesn't mean they are right. It doesn't mean they know what, what they are saying. And I know we, we are in a culture where all of us are, we're a village raising the children, but it's okay, which is good. But when it comes to health, we need to be careful so that we don't create problems. People meant well, but you may mean well and give the wrong information. So for example, your baby is on breast milk, your baby does not pass through. Now you're asked to give powder milk. That's going to even worsen the diet. It's going to worsen the constipation. So because babies on formula, even the one that are more prone to having constipation, and that's why you have to give them water. If your baby is on formula, it's not only enough to give the formula. You have to be giving plain water as well. If you you must always follow the instruction of the manufacturers, and if you follow it, you see that they also say after the milk you give them plain water. But babies on breast milk don't need water child's breast milk alone and the fact that they don't pass through every day does not mean they are constipated that's not constipation it's still normal because there's the breast milk is pre-digested so most of it is absorbed so it's only little residue left and so they tend to accumulate it before they will pass it out. but you know that your baby is otherwise fine they may be fatting passing gas and their tummy is not swollen they are not vomiting baby is active healthy gaining weight well you don't need to worry you don't need to give your baby anything just continue breastfeeding exclusively for the first six months. I hope that is clear. 
Do we still have any more questions? Our time is up. We need to round up now. But I will just take any last question that may come from from Instagram. Yeah, so for credit cards, sorry for those of you who can't hear my moderator very well. I think we'll, we'll try and sell to improve next time. Uh, for credit card, it's a form of um, uh, what we call seborrheic dermatitis. But basically, it's like dendrov. There are some scales in the baby's hair. So what you need to do is to, um, usually you, you need to wash that hair with uh, shampoo, the baby hair shampoo. And when you wash it, then you can comb it off. And you comb off the people, you have to do that every day and comb out the scales. Uh, sometimes, if it is really so sick, you may first of all soak the baby's hair with uh, olive oil in the night so it will soften those scales. Then you wash it with uh, hair shampoo, baby hair shampoo in the morning. When you wash it, you still need to use your comb to gently comb out all the flakes until they are all out. You can do it progressively where a few days it will all come out. If you try that and you think it's not going, then you've got to see a pediatrician because sometimes we have to do some other higher level of treatment. But majority of them will work with that simple method. But the very serious ones, sometimes we have to use what we call antifungal hair shampoo to do with it. But majority of them don't require that. All right. Okay. Let's take final, final, final questions. I think I've answered this one already. Okay. I guess somebody is saying, is it okay for a 12 month old to eat any and everything? Uh, therefore, we shouldn't give 12 month old. There's nothing you cannot give your 12 month old. Anything you can eat, your 12 month old can eat it. In fact, that is what we want. We want them to eat from the family pot. So we want the children to eat from the family pot. So that is what is recommended. So thank you so much. All right. So our time is off, and I think I've answered all the questions that came in and um so thank you so much for everyone joining us i can see one last question on instagram about seven months old who is not yet sitting on her own usually wait until eight months just give baby another one month if by eight months your baby is not yet sitting on on his or her own then you should see a pediatrician so thank you so much so we bring acp live to you every monday from 6 to 7 p.m on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you still ask questions, no problem. You have to go to our Facebook group and you can post your questions there. You can post your questions on our Facebook group from Mondays to Saturdays. And our pediatricians and other healthcare professionals supported with our moderators will be there to answer your questions. Um, if you want to post questions that are very sensitive, you can also use the anonymous post option which is available on our group. So nobody will know your name and you can still post your question. And don't forget that you can also watch all our past ATP live. You can watch it on our Instagram TV channel. You can watch it on our YouTube on ATP TV, ATP TV -E -E. Or you can also watch it on our Pediatricians Foundation page and Ask the Pediatricians Facebook group. So, and for the adults, we also have our Ask the Family Physician Facebook group. So there are many ways by which you can get your question answered. And you can also uh, 
read lots of topical articles on our website at www.axipediatricians.com. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Kadijas. I know it's, your network was really hard, but I thank, I thank God that you made it through. Thank you so much for supporting me today. And uh, we'll see you all same time next Monday. And keep on following Active Generations. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. And support us, our vision of Get Seen to that point where no child in Nigeria and indeed Africa will die from preventable uh, deaths. So that's our vision. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll see you same time next week. Bye. All right, let me just end it first on Facebook.